guys, grab your nice talks, your nicest talks, actually. And gals, grab your tackiest virtue signaling gown. Because darn tootin', we are going to go to a party tonight. And we are ready to be seen. It is the Tuesday after the Met Gala Monday. And, you know, watching the Met Gala brought me some nostalgic feels of attending perhaps the right behind the Met Gala, probably the most exclusive Hollywood elite party, the Vanity Fair Oscar party. So in celebration, folks, I am going to bring you with me into this party today, like up close and personal to the point where you can literally smell Kim Kardashian's scary ass Dementor costumes sweat, okay? And there's a reason, there's a reason that I'm bringing you into this experience. So come along, come along for the ride. So you get to the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Now I covered it in 2019 and 2020. So not too long ago, friends. And unlike the Hollywood Elite, I was my own chauffeur, clutch holder, you name it showing up among these peeps. Okay. And I have some photos. I'm going to show you, like I said, I'm really bringing you in. Here is a photo of me in my gown that is like coming out like a cream puff out of my seatbelt. Cause I'm like I said, driving myself, no black car service in sight for me. No, no. I'm there as a peasant to watch. And then this is what it looks like when you pull up. Yeah. If you're listening, by the way, you're going to want to watch this multidimensional experience. Okay. Here's what it looks like. See the little traffic cones. And I even have a little ticket printed out. That's it's like embarrassing. It's like, yes, I am attendee. I swear. I'm not an Uber driver today. I am off my lift shift. Okay. What other photos can I show you? Okay. So here, here I am. So you walk in and there's a bit, it's, it's in the, I forget what it's called. Annisburg something center. You walk in and there's a little sign like this. Right. And I have to ask myself, I'm not the Hollywood elite. People don't know who I am. So I asked this couple, this couple trying to mind their own business, but fellow peasants. So we got this like eye contact thing. We're like, we got this. So I asked them, can you take a photo of me? Here is the photo. I am backlit, horrible quality. Okay. So then you're in a dark hallway. And you have no idea what you're about. You're like, is this Halloween Horror Nights? Is this the line for Space Mountain? I don't even know, but I'm kind of intrigued for the adventure. Okay, so you walk through this tunnel. And again, you're holding your own coat, your own purse, your own everything, because you don't have a publicist. You don't have your own bitch at your backup backup call. You are their bitch, okay? So you're holding, you're shuffling, you're holding all your, I'm literally like holding my coat. I think in that picture, I literally threw my coat in the janitor's closet, okay? And I'm gonna show you this video. So this is what happened. Suddenly, you are among the likes of the Kendall Jenners, the Channing Tatums. You are, be, your teeth are being flossed by Zoe Kravitz's thong because you, uh, in that dark hallway I was telling you about, celebrities literally line up in a line. Like I said, Space Mountain, okay? But this isn't to go on the roller coaster of your dreams. It's to get your photo taken on the infamous Vanity Fair step and repeat, okay? 
So all these celebrities, it's kind of, it's really actually demoralizing. It's like, you're a celebrity and you're sitting here like waiting to get your yearbook photo taken. Cause you're so excited about this and there are no other better things to do. It's just hilarious. So and very humanizing. So you walk in and there they all are waiting in line and they're kind of chatting. And I'm going to play you this video because this is what it looks like. I mean, can you even imagine? Can you even imagine? Here is the video. I'm going to roll the tape. You're going to see a brief instant of the celebrities lined up. And then all of the photographers, they're shouting, they're clicking, they're paparazziing, and you are in the middle of it all. Here is the video. Right? Could you imagine? It's a lot. It's a lot being right there and all eyes are on you. I mean, this is Hollywood, baby. It is the superficial town of the year, of the century, of the planet. Never mind an event like this already in Hollywood. That's the ongoing joke. You walk in and everybody's kind of like looking at you, giving you the side eye thinking, who is this person? Are they important? Do I want to get to know them? Are they on TikTok? How many followers do they have? What's the situation? It is so, oh my God, it's so annoying. But this is that uh, to the nth degree. Everybody is staring at you and they're wondering, is this an important person? Who is it? Do I know her from something? So being basically somebody who churns their butter and I am brushing shoulders. It is very awkward. It is very awkward because you know, they're looking at you thinking, do I know this person? Are they famous? And in your head, you're like, no, no, I am not. You kind of have to like prove yourself and own it anyway, honey, and own the floor. Here I am also speaking of owning the floor, like trying to hide in the corner while getting screamed at to get the hell off of the red carpet. Because God forbid Lady Gaga breathes near you. No, we can't be having that. Here is a photo of me literally seeking a selfie with Brie Larson in the background to prove, yes, yes, I am indeed here. So the slabs are taking their photos. All the photographers are there. You are right there. Everyone is staring at you. And what happens? You have to literally run behind them as they rotate for the next people taking their photos. Demoralizing. And then you're inside. You're inside the party. Again, all eyes on you, everyone staring at you. And it is a tricky, it is a very fascinating thing to navigate. I was standing by the bar when I covered it in 2020 with that pink poofy dress, the cupcake looking one, but no regrets. And Connie Britton was standing on my dress. How awkward. I, ha- I was like, oh, do I, do I tell Connie Britton she's standing on my dress, but also like bitch back off my dress, please, please. So I can go get some in and out. Like I have to move on with my night, right? It's everywhere. Even when you walk around, it's kind of like high school dances. You know how like everybody's in their circle and their clique? That's what it's like. Like I remember when I covered it, I think it was 2020. It was like all the Black Panther cast, like in a little circle hanging out and talking. And then like the Riverdale cast over here. But the thing is, they're all examining each other's dresses, people outside of their cliques dresses. Like I said, the eyes are burning into the back of your head. So I was reliving all of this in my mind when I saw the photos last night of AOC at the Met Gala in her tax the rich gown. 
And believe it or not, I put myself in her shoes in that moment. And I actually kind of related to her as an outsider at a Hollywood elite event like this. I could totally understand. So her dress is, it is like, it has people totally split. People are melting down. People are throwing parades. I mean, the like, you name it. So I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I said to myself, you know, okay, I could understand. I could understand number one, what it's like, again, being kind of an outsider, but also having this message that in theory is throwing something in the faces of the people, right? The rich that you're among right now. So I can imagine that feeling of like, oh, this is awkward. How are they going to perceive me? Are they watching me? Are they looking at me? And I was like, okay, okay. But then, but then I pulled a Gandhi. I meditated on it and I realized, (laughs) I sure realized this is the most empty, performative, sad display. And I know you're probably like, oh, we're expecting you to say this, Taylor, but hear me out. Here is the thing, okay? And I know these people and I have been sitting on their shoulders, okay? Whether they have liked it or not at said events, every event under the sun. The thing with AOC's tax, the rich dress, is she is so proud of herself and her followers are so proud of her for making such a statement, being like, I'm going to make all these rich people at the Met Gala so uncomfortable, right? Because it's a message at their expense, talking about them. But the thing is, guys, she is among her biggest cheerleaders. Let's not forget. And it took me a minute. I almost forgot. She is among a a group of Hollywood liberals who are going to pat her on the back and cheer her on and be like, yeah, we'll pay more taxes. Because in the end, what do they care if they lose, I don't know, a couple milli even? Honey, they are still filthy rich. So are you really, like she said, she was all proud for breaking the fourth wall, you know, using her platform and making people uncomfortable. Well, guess what? Sweetheart, sweetheart. If you really wanted to do that, this is like a cop out. This is easy. Never mind the optics. Everyone and their mom on both sides are like, you're joking, right? You're joking, saying this message about the rich while you'd party and dance the night away to Footloose among the wealthiest people in our culture at the most indulgent, extravagant, over the top event. You are joking, but that's to be expected. But if you really, if she really wanted to say something, what if she, number one, I was like, what if she threw event, an event of her own nearby that same night at the same time being like, F you all, you are everything I'm not about because she's all about helping impoverished communities, those less fortunate, not indulging it and giving them a lap dance, right? I was like, why wouldn't she throw an event of her own, raise money and be like, this is 10 times better than your little Met ball. Yeah, have a good time with that. Or throw something that really challenges them and is thrown in their faces so much, so much that even Kim Kardashian's demon outfit would come flying off her face because they wouldn't believe it. What if it said something like, this is all a hoax or this is all BS or on Mondays, we invite poor people. I'm serious. I'm serious. And I get it. People are like, she's using her platform. She has a seat at the table. I'm sorry. Bullshit. 
don't do something that they're all going to brush your hair for. Throw, do something if you really want to challenge them and make a statement that throws it in their face. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I was like, to be a fly on a wall, like what, how interesting to see like Kris Jenner or another person look at her and be like, this lady wants to tax me more. And on the surface being like, I love your dress. And you can only imagine what's going on inside their heads, right? Because everybody's so fake anyway. But I was like, that was, that would be entertaining. But then I realized again, they all would in reality just be her uh, biggest cheerleaders. So it's just, that's why I say it's just lame and performative. Like, again, if you're going to be about something, then really be about it. Now, here's a little bit of a breakdown of the money, like the over the top extravagance that the Met acquires and is all about. Because just by looking at it, we know that these are the richest mother effers to walk the earth. And even like, I don't even know why this goes on. I mean, I'm not a fashion buff myself, despite the fact that I actually am wearing a full on dress, by the way, and did my hair like I would at said event. Like I said, we are celebrating today. Like we are there in the flesh. So I'm here on theme committed to the cause. Okay. So here's the stitch. Cause everyone on social media is like, oh, this is rich coming from a somebody who's rich and B, you know, it's $30,000 to even have a ticket to this shindig. So here's the, here's the thing. So people who are invited and celebrities who are invited don't necessarily have to pay. Other people have to pay between 30 and 35,000 for a ticket. And every year there are between five and 600 people. So every year it makes around like 13 to $15 million. <laughs> Again, the excess. And it's a fundraiser for the museum's fashion institute, which is self-funded. So the stars, while they don't pay, they often are uh, brands, different brands that I've experienced this in Hollywood too. You have brands all the time sponsoring their shit left, right, and sideways. So brands will pay, say like Belvedere or whoever will pay for said celebrities, a group of celebrities to have a table for a cool price of a quarter of a million dollars. Okay. <clears throat> so that's a situation with that. And it's just, um, it's just tacky. It's just real ass tacky. And again, if like, you're going to be about it, be about it. Here are a couple of comments that reflect this. One says, and I believe these are on Latina magazines posts on Instagram about this. AOC at the Met is not it. And her wearing a dress that says tax the rich doesn't change anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Cause what, what does that change? People just like applauding you and licking your asshole inside the event? I don't think so. Someone else said, how is this a win? She's attending the most exclusive event during a pandemic. That's another thing. People are like, we are still suffering, jobless, homeless, all the people you're supposed to be about. And you're over here having creme brulee with the ghost of Gigi Hadid, who I don't think was there. Like, give me a break, knock it off. Hating on the rich. If you really hated the rich that much, bitch, then boycott or say it, like throw it in their face. Like I said, where they can't even ignore it. How is that? But no, you like want to be their best friend and want to be one of them. You know, I, sorry, I cut off this comment, but you get the idea. I used to really respect AOC. Cause while I wildly disagree with her, I'm like, at least this bitch is dedicated to the cause and willing to get her hands dirty. And now I'm just like, you want to be a celebrity. It's, it's enough enough again the optics of if you really despise the rich that much why are you trying to be their best friend 
really throw it in their face then if you're not about it. Okay, not playing patty cake with them on fucking Anna Wintour's bodyguard. So to, in short, this to me is not bold. It's not brave. It's lame. But we saw this all night. And the theme of this year's Met was in America. And I'm shocked that it wasn't more politically charged. Although the mainstream media is loving acting like it was. Because they're like, so many celebs made super politically charged, bold statements. That's what they love saying. Bold statements at last night's Met Gala. And I'm going to talk about some of them right now. And for aforementioned reasons, again, they're not bold by any means because everybody there and in the mainstream media already agrees with them. So what is bold about that? Somebody tell me, okay? And it had me thinking too about this concept. We used to say on the show, you know, why are celebrities weighing in on politics? Just stop, like knock it off. And now I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, you know what? Everything is innately political now in pop culture and entertainment. So at this point, I'm just kind of like, why don't we just accept and embrace the journey, you know? So here was an interesting excerpt from Vogue talking about last night's Met Gala. Again, fashion is not my forte. So it said, I thought this was interesting. It says fashion has a long and sometimes uneasy relationship with politics, but of course what we wear is political because of who made it, who wears it and what they're trying to say. Again, so I'm thinking like these outfits are really just gonna, I don't know, awaken Socrates from the dead, okay? With some mind blowing ideas. Here's one, Cara Delevingne, she wears this outfit. It's kind of like, I don't even know what to call this. Okay, whatever this top. And it says, peg the patriarchy. Again, like so proud, so proud. And she said a quote, like this is, you know, for women's empowerment and da, 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 da. And again, <laughs> I'm not trying to just bash on these people for the sake of it by any means, but why are they patting themselves on the back for being so revolutionary? Number one, everybody is going to agree with you in that crowd on that notion. There's not going to be one person who's like, oh, Kara, how bold. No, they're going to be like, yeah, girl, smash the ceiling and hand me my pussy hat while you're at it. Do you know? So again, cop out, cop out. Here's another one. Jennifer, or should I say Benifer? Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck like masking out, and I mean masking out, making out with their masks. Benifer masking out. And it's just like, they would, they would, again, everything is so political, right? They're, they're, uh, what is it? Messaging with the mask. It's like their first PDA. And of course they have like the mask on. And I'm just like, of course, you know, everybody is going to be yay, rah, rah, cheering them on till death do all of them part. Meanwhile, A-Rod is somewhere crying. Mm. He probably was hiding under Kim Kardashian's like shadow Dementor dress, just watching. So <clears throat> we got to be careful thinking about celebrities being so bold and brave when are these, are these things really that bold and brave? And then other people I can respect. I mean, Dan Levy, he wore this outfit with like two guys kissing, you know, a nod to LGBT, uh, crowd okay fair enough like that you know i like that that's kind of the in america okay cool there was another woman who said who had a quote by something with a trans person all right all right i see it i see it but for the others stop 
trying to act like it is so groundbreaking when the San Andreas is snoozing. <laughs> okay. Looking at your outfits. Cause again, everyone is just going to like give you a blowjob for them. So nothing exciting there. Now this brings me to the one you knew it was going to happen guys. Nicki Minaj, Lord, Oh Lord, Nicki Minaj. Now I feel like everything that played out last night, if you didn't watch the Met Gala, I had a bucket full of popcorn in and around my body watching this Nicki Minaj Twitter thread unfold. I said, leave it to Nicki to bring me to Twitter. Literally leave it to her to force my finger to go to the Twitter bird logo and click on it and open it and use my eyes to read it. Only Nikki. So the internet loves jumping on this shit, right? Without knowing the whole story. So I'm going to tell you exactly, well, not exactly. Okay. Cause we have a life to lead, but I'm going to tell you what actually happened. And I think it's such an, a microcosm of what's going on right now in general, in terms of celebrities speaking out what they speak out about and how, okay. So Nicki Minaj, she tweets, she starts tweeting, right? Saying that she was skeptical about traveling because she has a little one. He's not a newborn, I don't think, but he's, I think he's under one. And she says that she couldn't go to the VMAs because she had some sort of rehearsal or music video or shoot. And she ended up getting COVID. So She also says that Drake has been vaccinated, but he got COVID still. So then she tweets this, and this is the tweet (laughs) that sent the internet into a frenzy of existential despair. She said, they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel done, I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. Celebrities on Instagram, on Twitter, or talking in general. (laughs) Am I right? So she goes on basically to say that she supports She's not anti-vax. She even says, I'll probably get it at some point because I want to go on tour, things like that. Like I said, she talks about how Drake has gotten it, arguably the biggest superstar in the world, even though most of his songs have no rhythm. I'm sorry, but it's true. Bring back Nelly and Ja Rule from the 90s. Thank you. Sorry, 2000s, but you know what I mean? When music actually had a beat. So to dance to and to sing to and grind up on your sixth grade crush too. So she encourages a dialogue. She's like, I wish that we could just have a dialogue about this. I don't want people to be bullied and I want to be well-educated on this, right? Fair enough. And this is what is so pathetic is that the media has now taken this and ran with it. Like they're in a triathlon, throwing her under the bus as if she is some stupid, misinformed anti-vaxxer. So she proceeds to retweet and respond to users from all different views. She repeats, she repeat, uh, reposts some from users who say things like I got the vaccine and I'm fine. And she's like, that's great. That's the norm. You know, again, I'll probably get it at some point myself, but then she tweets others from people who say, you know, one, one woman said, you know, my dad got it. He had, you know, ended up getting a blood clot behind one of his eyes and ended up in the hospital with COVID. Right. So she's retweeting all of these different views. Now, 
this is also where the media discredits her. And I got to say, she didn't do herself any favors here, but she also tweets saying something like my cousin's friend got the vaccine and his testicles were swollen. And then the woman who was supposed to marry him broke up with him and now they have no wedding. And I'm just like, well, entertained. I'm like, Nikki, you're not helping your cause. You're not helping your cause right now. Like, am I watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or your Twitter? Someone help. Can you imagine Fauci? Holy shit. Fauci is rolling over and crying. So <laughs> with some Ben and Jerry's. Okay. So this is the problem now is she is clearly trying. She's not anti-vax. She's trying to have an open and honest dialogue about it, not be bullied. And lo and behold, leave it to the media to kind of bully her. Take what she said out of context and have headlines like this, which I love because she goes to full on, put them on blast. Okay. She said she shows different headlines. One is from USA Today. Nicki Minaj says she refused to get vaccinated for the Met Gala. Here's Yahoo News. Nicki Minaj says she's skipping the Met Gala over its vaccine requirement. Daily Beast. Nicki Minaj won't get vaccinated. Says she's worried about swollen testicles, right? Like mocking and making fun of her. So she straight up takes photos of them, puts them up. She goes three lies in a row from huge news platforms. I cited my young child saying I didn't want to travel. She goes, but notice how none of them mentioned that. Ask yourself why. Ask yourselves why. Then she says stuff like you've been tweeting about me for an hour. Are you mad on my own person? Mad the internet can't scare me. It's always someone who looks like you. She said, oh, and then she does a poll. She goes as far as doing a poll, which I voted in. J&J hit it up of the vaccines that people recommend. So she says, polls are, polls are part of my research. Real experience is open dialogue, she says. So she's advocating for all these things that I obviously think is are completely fair. Then she, she's, oh my God, I always knew I love Nikki. Oh, love her. <clears throat> she says, show me again where I said I was worried quote about anything. And then she goes, I'm glad how you guys see how the media really works. I love it. I'll have them contacted. She's talking about the daily beast in their headline along with others. Iconic. Iconic. So then what happens along with the media, just taking this and like bashing her. Right. Like how sad that they want to bash someone. I have thoughts about this. I'm going to get to in a hot minute. My little buttercups. Who is advocating for an open dialogue about something and says, I want to be educated on this and have research. Not enough. Not enough. There's enough research out there. We know everything there ever was to know about anything ever. Guys, can you hear? So Joy Reid goes on to attack her on the news. And... <laughs> She says, I'm so disappointed in you. I really used to be a fan, da, 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 da. So Charlemagne actually ended up this morning, I think, or last night talking about it. And he had a really thoughtful commentary, I thought. And he said, why do you have to bash her? First of all, it's two black women. Like, why do you have to attack her? You know, and also why can't we use this as a learning moment? Why can't we look at the good? Why does it always have to be the bad? Why can't we look at the fact that she's like, yeah, I'll probably get vaccinated. Oh, and by the way, Drake, again, one of the biggest superstars on the planet, he's been vaccinated too, right? He's like, why can't we look at the good and take it as a learning moment? No, we have to, uh, you know, uh, humiliate this girl. Like she's some moron or she's uneducated, or she's spreading misinformation. This word misinformation, I swear to God. So just 
let this all sink in for a second. Like let this sink in. The fact that this woman is saying, I want to do research. I want to be educated. Gets people so angry and the media against her on instant. Instant, like coffee faster than your Keurig. Just let that sink in. How sad is that? How sad is that? But you know what I have to tell you from personal experience? I, I, I am so fed up with it. I'm so fed up with that side little tangent right now. I am so fed up with it. I'm so sick of, I'm going to be frank. I am so sick of getting bullied for my views on this, which are similar to what Nicki Minaj was saying. It feels, and I've said this before, like nothing is enough. Like people are so ruthless. I mean, I've gotten vaccinated. I've talked about this before. So number one, I'm vaccinated. I'm respectful. I'll wear a mask when I have to. You don't see me crowd surfing on the red hot chili peppers happy trail at some VMA's after party. I'm sitting here with my mom every night watching HGTV. So I'm saying I'm respectful of the, you know, I wear my mask when I go on planes or in stores, if I need to, you name it. But as you've heard on my Instagram, even in last week's episode, I take issue with the forcing and the bullying and the coercing. I think there needs to be more open dialogue like this. And I don't agree with mandates, especially with the hypocrisy of my body, my choice, which I talked about last week as well. And it bugs the shit out of me because with all of this said, I can't tell you the amount of people this last week, you guys, who reached me antagonizing me, patronizing me as if, same thing with her, as if, you know, you don't know anything and you're stupid and be careful what you say and be careful, you know, watch yourself kind of thing. And it's like, wow, wow. You're saying this to somebody who's vaccinated guys. Hello. That's what I mean. Nothing is enough. And like Nikki, merely because I have questions and challenge it and challenge the status quo and the rule set or so all set in stone, I, I'm this awful person. It is beyond infuriating. And you know what, sweetheart? I'm sick of it. Sick of it. So get a life. So lo and behold, you've seen it. Nikki, here we are labeled as unhinged, uneducated, crazy all this, you know, for asking questions. And I also, this is another little sidebar, but part of me with these people who are doing the bullying and enforcing not no conversation to be had, it makes me wonder, like, you're not helping yourself because do you think that talking down to and attacking anybody who has any questions whatsoever is going to make people feel more comfortable getting this. Like someone, I I really want, send me snail mail. I don't care. I I genuinely want to know. And it got me thinking with this too, because people conveniently leave out that people of color are one of the highest, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the rates of people of color who are vax hesitant or haven't gotten the vaccine are among the highest. I'm not saying this applies to Nicki Minaj, but you know, Wendy Williams has talked about this before. I talked about it months back because people of color have gotten screwed and medically experimented on in the past for years. So it makes me wonder, it's like, okay, so say somebody like that again, not necessarily Nicki Minaj, but like say someone like that is torn or is reluctant. How is bashing their head in 
and attacking them gonna make them be like, oh, okay, got it. No, it's you, you're getting in your own way. Like you're defeating the purpose. It's gonna make them even more be like, this shit is fishy. Why are they forcing this shit on me? Why, why? And everybody conveniently leaves that out and it bugs the shit out of me because now there's like no nuance. It's like, again, Nicki Minaj is a perfect example of that. I'm a perfect example of that. In her case, she's like, I'll probably get it. In my case, I'm like, I've gotten it, but I don't like how this is all being carried out. And automatically it's like anti-vax or anti-mask, bad, selfish person. It leaves out all the nuance. It's insane to me. And the aforementioned, the group of people of color who for understandable reasons are like, "Mm, I don't know about this. And again, that is the irony too, because the same people pushing this are also the same people who are, you know, pride themselves on being in the corner of people of color. So pick guys, pick. Okay, so I'm gonna trans- transition, <laughs> not the way you think, over to sexuality. Hear me out. We're gonna do this transition, but it all ties together. Christmas came early. Ho, 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 hallelujah, yahoos. Okay, so the VMAs, right? So the VMAs were the night before the Met Gala. And my mom <laughs> was so her job. I mean, listen, her daughter's been in Playboy, so it takes a lot to shock this bitch. Okay, she had while I was doing some other shit, probably talking to you guys on Instagram, and I could hear her watching the VMAs. I had watched like one measly reel on MTV's Instagram. She's down here, like watching it, taking it all in, having an experience. I can like hear from the other room, and I'm dying. So I calm down. And she is just like, she doesn't even know what to say. She is flabbergasted, her jaws on the floor. And she goes, I've never seen so much ass in my life, okay? The show opens with Madonna showing her whole ass. We saw Normani basically eat out Tiana Taylor, I think it was. Chloe from Chloe and Hallie do a whole strip tease. Like, leave it to WAP, sweetheart. Leave it to WAP. Thank you. Also so awkward because Chloe and Hallie, they're Beyonce protégés, these two sisters. I feel like I just interviewed them five seconds ago and they were like 12 and getting ready to go to social studies. Like someone please advise. And now she's like stripping on my head. Little Nas did a whole like, what is it? Magic Mike fucking strip performance with all these guys. Okay. And then we see an Instagram of Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian and Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, like licking each other's mouths behind the scenes that they put on Instagram. And everyone's like, oh, this is a highlight of the VMAs. Okay, here is the problem. And I know that this sounds ironic coming from somebody like me who, again, pitched and executed a Playboy feature about sexuality, not letting it define you, put you in a box and expressing yourself freely. But I look at this stuff and I'm literally straight up like, okay, but do we need to be expressing a little bit less? And here's why I'm kidding kind of, but here's why when everything is so overtly sexual like this, I literally feel like nothing is edgy anymore. Like nothing really makes a splash. It's like, doesn't even carry weight of real, like sexual expression. It just feels like I don't know, some sort of carnival of, or like like clowns, like each trying to do each outdo each other's circus acts, so to speak. And it doesn't feel like it has real meaning or weight or purpose. It's just kind of like all of them, like empty, like all of them trying to outdo each other for the sake of doing it like gratuitous. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the whole Britney, Madonna, Christina kiss 
is shaking because they're like, that was really about making a moment. You posers, like, please stop. And so it just feels like nothing. It's just like, is everything just going to be a porno again? Maybe real. I mean, I know this is coming from me, but maybe reel it back just a little bit. Okay. Because again, it's like when it's too much and it's all the time and it's over sensationalized, it's over, it doesn't mean anything. We start to be like, if I wanted to watch porn, honey, if I really wanted to, I would subscribe. I was going to say Pornhub, but I know that's politically incorrect. I don't know. Cinemax, is that Playboy After Dark? I don't know, but you get the point. Okay. My gosh, leave it to the Rose McGowans and their G-strings at the Grammys, I think circa whenever with Marilyn Manson, again, politically incorrect because I just said Marilyn Manson, but you get the point. So here's another thing about the VMAs, the Met Gala, right? When it comes to little to no substance, again, in a microcosm of our society, these influencers being invited and being among the likes of Rihanna, the true audacity and I'm talking and again I'm, I don't mean to be just shitting on these people but here we are Addison Ray is an example Addison Ray, who was at the Met Gala I think she was at the VMAs too and people are pissed because they're like I'm sorry I'm going to show you the funniest meme it's like I'm sorry no you know no Taylor Swift no Blake Lively no Beyonce no Gaga no Ariana but we we got stuck with this influencer we did not sign up for this here's this funniest meme and then it's like tumbleweed with paparazzi like picking their noses looking around on the red carpet right and people are all up in arms because they're like why are these influencers being invited to this stuff this is supposed to be prestigious events for actually talented people no uh, but seriously and I have a whole other, by the way, she's all that story because Addison Ray stars in the new Netflix, he's all that, which is the she's all that spinoff. Rachel Lee Cook, who is in she's all that iconic plays her mom. And my quick little sidebar story is, I don't know if you guys remember, but I interviewed Rachel on a red carpet, not, not that long ago and said how, you know, like he's all that wouldn't be, would be like politically incorrect now, or she's all that would be politically incorrect now. And she was so scared to answer me. She like ran off and did like a face painting contest. But anyway, so here's the thing. And with these influencers, and this is what bugs me about the influencer thing. And I'm just going to touch on this because this could be a whole other conversation in and of itself. But what bugs me, and I went on this girl's TikTok. My friend was like, before you do your F, just do yourself a favor, look on her TikTok and see. And it's just, I literally am like, I don't get it. I don't, even the TikToks are, are about nothing. And it bugs me because I'm like, where is in this arena where is the talent the grit the consistency the persistence the hard work the rejection where the curating your talent where are they talented I don't know arguably but I'm sorry if Belvedere paid for this girl for this girl to sit between ASAP Rocky and Rihanna I'm going to flip a table okay for the aforementioned reason again it's this, this lack of substance this lack of substance like it's all just so mindless so as we close on this Rocky horror picture show but drop the Rocky <laughs> Between the sexuality, right? The overly sexuality, but just for no reason. I love that quote Stephanie Beatrice, who is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, 
this is another carpet interview I have with her. You should look at it on my YouTube where she talks about nudity of like all the time on Instagram with influencers, the Kardashian. She says, it's like junk food. Like you just keep going and going and going. And then it makes you feel like shit. Right. So between that's how I feel about all this. So between, you know, the, everything being so overly sexual for no reason. And literally me seeing into every asshole of celebrity who was at the VMAs to people like these influencers being invited to these big events. It just reminds me, I'm going to bring it back to the beginning. I, again, it's a microcosm of where we are. Are we going to keep going down this road of the no substance, the no substance, you know, kind of like the fake or over the top or gratuitous or too indulgent. Are we just going to keep going down this? And there's a part of me that's like, I get it. We are brain dead. We're tired. We can't deal with substance right now. But in this case, it gets in our way and it doesn't help. And especially I'm going to bring it back to where it all back to the beginning hills where you at. It bugs me, right? Because when it comes to messages and things that really make people uncomfortable, shock and awe and create change. It's not going to be by doing something. Everyone's just going to be like, bravo, sweetheart. It's by making people actually uncomfortable. And when you think about the people who actually did things that were challenging the status quo, right? Or against the grain, look at Nicki Minaj. We've seen it happen time and time again. They're ostracized. They're mocked. Hello, Kanye West, Joy Vila who I've had on my show before. She wore a dress. Now everyone's saying this is like AOC's thing is like a lookalike of hers that said build the wall at the Grammys. I don't know if you guys remember that. And she like literally dressed like a wall with the barbed wire and the whole thing, right? Similar sort of statement as AOC, but because it's not the one that's accepted by, you know, the Hollywood elite crowd, ostracized, mocked, made fun of. It really brings me to believe that Hollywood and these celebrities, they're not really about making change or being substantive. It's really about glorified people pleasing. That is convenient and conventional. So I'm going to leave you all, I'm going to leave you all with a uplifting quote from the Machine Gun Kelly, who he and Megan Fox are milking this moment of relevance harder than your local farmer's market man. He said at the VMAs in this little tribute video to him, no one invited me and I'm here anyway. And I really loved that. So while I accept, and I don't mind celebs being political because I get now it comes with the territory and it is what it is. I would really love to see them actually about making statements and about more of that.